0: We'll be right Right. welcome to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And this is our Brand Performance Podcast. Today's gonna to be a really interesting conversation because the guest that we have with us today is Jamie, Jamie Lerner. So hi, Jamie, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. Good. So just to give you a background of why we have selected Jamie to be our special guest. Well, Jamie is the co-author of the book, The Everlasting Essence of You, which I'm really excited to jump in and learn about. And it puts a fresh spin on about anything that anybody throws her way. So you've got this unique masterful ability to reframe even the most difficult situations. You have this ability to help people through their gifts as, as a psychotherapist and a well-being therapist. So before we get started, Jamie, is there anything else that you want to elaborate on for our guests before we jump in around your bio?
1: Well, I'm not a psychotherapist anymore, and I am a well-being therapist, and um, the book is The Ever-Loving Essence of You. Okay.
0: So what's the difference between the well-being therapist? I mean, give us the shift. Like, where's the
1: difference? So psychotherapy really spends a lot of time looking back, and after doing that for a long time, I realized that that really wasn't assisting people in moving forward to where they wanted to be. So, I've scrapped my practice and traveled and studied, and now I do something different, which is the integrative approach to well being, which really helps people shift from where they are to where they want to be in a very gentle and loving way.
0: How did you enter that space? Like, what was it about that change or that
1: shift that you knew was necessary for people? I never felt comfortable engaging people in the series of questions about what was in the past, because I felt like it really gave people the excuse to stay there and not ask themselves the more important question of where they would like to see themselves. So I think psychotherapy is important and there is a place for it, but I did not feel comfortable continuing on in that way.
0: Oh, it makes so good that's sense. that's where I shifted, yeah. Yeah, no, it makes great sense. Okay, so here's the burning question then as you speak that truth. How do you help people find the vision for themselves? I mean, is it, do you find it easy for people to say, that's where I want to be or this is what I'd like to do? Or do you find that that's quite a process to connect that dot?
1: I think that once we begin to ask the questions of what would we like for ourselves, then we give people the opportunity to really start thinking about moving forward and how they possibly could see themselves. But I don't think a lot of people know that that's an option um, Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we get so stuck in our storyline and we're not even really sure where it comes from or if it's true or not. But I think when people can make a shift out of asking themselves, you know, what was and more about what they would like things to be more like then it kind of opens the door for them and they can move forward to that little bit of light that feels maybe better. Um, So
0: those conversations and connections, and and that's a really key element there. Again, I mean, I I think so many people still kind of wonder what's possible for them or what desires they truly have. I think that's hard for people to, to actually get down to that root level and discover. Jamie, is there a way that you specifically ask a question or a type of question that helps people really define that possible vision for themselves? I, I
1: like to give people permission to do that. And I think that people need the permission. And then I ask them to look at things in a very loving and curious way. And kind of begin to unpack their own story in kind of a playful way where they can, like, take their oversized luggage and just piece by piece look at each thing how they've described themselves, how they address themselves, and begin to kind of like sort socks and to say, like, is this mine or was this from maybe um, family of origin or someone else, and then to kind of sort and sift through what's mine and really what isn't mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when people begin to do that and they can do it kind of in a light, kind of playful way, then it gets fun. Yeah, yeah, it
0: lightens the load for sure. Yeah, Yeah. Because it is such a heavy conversation, right? I mean, I think desire... it
1: It doesn't have to be.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah, but we make it that way.
1: we We do so much harder (laughs) than necessary we are in our own way and we also are playing a lot of old tapes that really have nothing to do with where we are in our right here and now so along this conversation
0: you know you have a core topic that you like to speak on and it's the art of allowing you know so as we talk about having permission or giving somebody permission match that to the art of allowing give us some insight into that space
1: I think that when we are finally clear for ourselves, and that does take some time because we are so easily influenced and we are so used to using other people's viewpoints as our excuse not to be clear for ourselves. But when we get to that true clarity, and that also comes from the sense of alignment when thoughts and feelings are one. So when we are clear for ourselves, then we tend to allow other people to be clear for themselves, which means that we're not looking with them at them with any sense of judgment or point of view because we're so focused on ourselves and what we're doing. So we tend to extend that same courtesy to others. And that's such a, a really nice way to move about the world, you know, mm-hmm. that We're clear for ourselves, and then we allow other people to be clear for themselves. And it's very nice. However, to get to that point where we are clear for ourselves, I think that we need to be very gentle, non judgmental, and really address ourselves in a very loving tone. Even if we can't say loving words to ourselves, if we can shift just shift the tone of it. I think it really helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Judgment is a real disconnection.
0: Absolutely. From us and from other people. -hmm. How do we sustain it though? You know, so it's one thing to be in that space and to do the work. How do you help people make that a habit though, Jamie? I mean, because there, I think because that story has played for so long and we've got that track that's going, how hard is it to like stay in that positive direction and that new direction instead of diverting and going back to that old thinking or those
1: old habits? I think that we get hooked pretty quickly when we begin to feel better. So maybe we're not changing our situation, but we're changing how we're feeling about our situation. The words that we're using to describe our current situation. And when we can soften all of that, it does feel better. And then that becomes more of the habit. So the downside of that is that maybe our audience won't be as big. Because when we have a story filled with drama and trauma, we tend to have a greater, larger audience. You know, we have to start asking ourselves which feels better, to have a lot of people around us, you know, listening to our woes or having a story that feels really good when we talk about it and then when we step into it and we begin to live it. And that's a choice. You know, that's a choice that only we can make for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Curious too. Can you give us an example of somebody that you have helped, you know, like a case study that you have witnessed that shift of taking them into that space of, you know, where they are right now and develop who they really wanted to be? Do you have an example that you can share with our audience as they listen to this podcast in that,
1: in that space? It's interesting because a a lot of those things come up around work where people talk about how hard they work and how underappreciated they are and how they drag themselves out of bed every day to go to a place they don't want to go where they're not appreciated. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And, And so, you know, that reframe can really begin if you begin to think about yourself as, wow, you're really good at what you do. And your employer must really appreciate you because they give you so much autonomy. And these kinds of things that we can begin to really tap into and feel good about our current situation, we're going either way. We're going to work, but we have complete control how we want to feel about that experience. And I think that when we really begin to tap into the better feeling thought about ourselves, as we place ourselves in the workplace, then it all feels so much better. And then we begin to see all the opportunities within our current situation, which is contrast. So when we know we don't want, we're really clear about what we do want. So working somewhere that we're not really happy about working gives us an opportunity to think about, okay, this is not ideal, but where would I like to work? What would I like to do? And those questions are really fun and they feel good to ask ourselves because that's opportunity for us that we can create for ourselves. Yep that's that
0: possibility that what yes. if factor like what if i were to do this yes. or like what would be possible if i were just yes. to take an action and and remove that so very mm. powerful and you know that's one thing we're very passionate about too within our brand is teaching people how to reflect back on their success and then how to leverage that to fuel themselves Forward. So documenting what those wins are and revel in them, because nobody can self-recognize like we can right? It's it's If we're waiting for somebody else to validate us, give us permission, recognize us, and stay in that space of waiting for somebody,
1: it's nine times
0: out of ten probably never going to happen.
1: Yes, and then when we do get it from others, it doesn't sustain us. Yes. So it's, it's got to be from the inside out as yeah. opposed to the outside in.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so then how do you feel about, you know, the conversation of being confident and self-recognizing? I, I would love your perspective on that, you know, because I think we have to strengthen those positive, optimistic muscles and through that process of, of really seeing our wins and recognizing what we're really accomplishing and doing it at that root level for ourselves, um how do you see that for other people like that boastful spirit versus that really genuine connection of you know this is what I'm accomplishing and this is why it's
1: working give me your take on that Jamie Well I think it feels different you know the tone is very different when people are coming from a defensive posture and being boastful and and you know clearly that is you know a, a defense mechanism is supposed to really being able to identify your own strengths and feel good about them. And at that point, it's interesting because we don't really need to speak aloud about our own accomplishments. We can speak to ourselves about ourselves and that feels good and that's inner confidence. But if we could isolate the mind chatter and just get little sound bites of the way we speak to each other, we would only laugh very hard because we would not speak to anybody the way we speak (laughs) to ourselves at times. And it's only funny, you know. So I think laughing is such a great way to just kind of isolate how you speak to yourself, when you speak to yourself, where you speak to yourself, and then maybe shifting some of that tone Mm -hmm. so that it can be more loving and self-accepting. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, So
0: it's like giving yourself some grace in that space, you know, offering (laughs) yourself grace and just not, um, you know, having to be so hard on yourself. And, you know, I always say nobody else is as hard on us as we are. And, you know, and I don't know why as humans, you know, we're just so wired like that. And I think there's multiple facets of, you know, competition and, and outside influences that make us feel like we have to be in that space. When in essence, when we're fully empowered, and can take the lead, we show up differently. You know, we're much it's more grounded. so
1: true. And I tell people all the time, I love to be wrong. <laughs> I love to be wrong because I'm always learning something about myself. Right. And, and that is a really nice thing, to always be lovingly curious about yourself. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so tell us, Jamie, the ever-loving
1: essence of you. What was the purpose of writing the book, and who does it serve? I wrote this book for me, I must say, with my co-author and dear friend, and it served a purpose for me because it's all about connecting and reconnecting with ourselves. And my um, challenges um, were around the relationship that I never had with my mother, that I was so connected to myself and so clear about who I was from day one, although I was never able to connect with my mom, and it really took me half my life. Plus some to come to terms with that and so when she was transitioning I sat with her and felt all the love pouring through her to me and thought oh my goodness this is the beginning of our mother and daughter relationship and it was then that I realized that it was her inability to connect with herself that created the inability for me to connect to her So it was a wonderful dedication to her, thanking her for being my mother and for teaching me to stay so true and connected to myself, and then to really gift everyone around me the opportunity to really have some tools of how we can connect and reconnect with ourselves, because the most important relationship that we will ever have is the one that we have with ourselves. And it becomes the foundation for every other relationship that we go on to have. That's the story of The ever loving Essence of You and how it
0: came about. Wow, that's beautiful. How long of a time span are you talking about here? Like, when did you feel that disconnect?
1: Interesting, it was very early. But I was always heard my own voice. It, and I was so clear about me. And my family, you know, I grew, I grew up like in the 70s and Kind of when we had all this permission to be who we were and find out who we wanted to be. And it was really great. However, that connection with my mom was, it just never was. So it took me a really long time to figure out why. But I never lost connection with myself. And I think that that is really important that we begin to hear the sound of our own inner being, our own inner knowing, our own inner guidance, because we do know what's best for ourselves always we don't know how or why but we need to start trusting that we know because we do know for ourselves not for others but for ourselves. That leads me to the question of
0: perception. So the fact that you knew yourself so well, and it sounds like you were really standing in a space of just of Jamie, right? Very independent. Yeah, very, very, rebellious. very knowing. <laughs> okay. So what was the perception of, of the people around you, whether it be family, friends, you know, like who, how did people perceive Jamie then?
1: And do they see you different now? Um, it's interesting because I was a handful, and, but my parents were very allowing. They were not emotionally present, but they were very supportive of everything that we did. So I had a lot of room to express myself, but it was difficult. I was not the child that parents wanted their child to be friends with. I was always ahead of my time. That now, as an adult, I'm very clear about who I am. And I think that there are moments when it's difficult for people to be with someone who's so clear but I make it clear to others that I only know for me Mm -hmm. and I don't know for you, you know, for you. And when people work with me, that's the first thing that they need to understand is I don't know what they need. They know, and they can let me know what they need. So it's an opportunity to give them a sense of self empowerment. You know, they're choosing how much time they want. They're choosing everything about the direction that, You know, we will work together. Mm -hmm. So I think that I, in some ways, am a a good living, breathing example. And I can be an inspiration to people to encourage them to step into a powerful place of self-responsibility and knowing for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
0: So as we come to the close of this episode, Jamie, can you give us a specific tip or pointer, you know, as we are trying to empower ourselves or really get to know who we are? I mean, is there anything specific that you would like to share with the audience around that space?
1: Well, trust your intuition. And if you don't remember that you have intuition, remember all the times that you knew for yourself, because I've never heard anyone say, I should not have listened to myself. But I hear people all the time say, I should have listened to myself. So trust yourself know yourself and love yourself and laugh a lot because life can be really fun and light. And I really believe that's what we're here to do is have a joyful, good feeling experience. I agree. No, fantastic.
0: Okay, so where can we find you as we are coming to the close? Where can um, people as are listening to this, in addition to the show notes, where can we find you and learn more, Jamie?
1: I have a website. It's www.jamie-lerner.com. And I also have a Facebook inspirational post I put out every day.
0: This is wonderful. Well, this has just been an absolute delight. Such great insight. So to learn more about Jamie Lerner, you can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add Jamie to your circle of influence, connect to her resources, and purchase her book. Jamie, once again, thank you for joining us on this episode today. Thank you for inviting me. We invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Performing Get Paid Community Facebook page where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day.